Welcome to a podcast where I will be speaking to interesting people about the most interesting person of all, Jesus. Today's guest hardly needs an introduction. Mr. Angus Bucken, or Uncle Angus as he is more affectionately known, is here to speak with me about Jesus. Interestingly enough, Uncle Angus has a special pre-event coming up on the 24th of September, and we will be getting into some thoughts on that. So, Uncle Angus, let's talk about Jesus. Right out of the gate, I have two words for you. Speak Jesus. Would you care to elaborate a little for the listeners on what that means? Yes. First of all, Rabbi Darren Katz, it's an honor to be with you on your program. Thank you so much for interviewing me. Speak Jesus. What does that mean? Well, it means I got a letter from a lady. She calls herself a, a Buddha Macy. She's also got horses like I've got, and she uses them for therapeutic reasons, for people who've got mental problems, etc. She wrote a letter and she said, please come to Krugersdorp. Krugersdorp has got a nickname, Darren. They call it Devil's Dorp. That's not funny. It's an insult. And it hurt me deeply because of my love for Christ. She said, please, 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 three times in her letter, come to Krugersdorp. I was busy canceling my programs. I've got too much on the, my plate at the moment because I'm working a lot in social media at the moment and television. But this one, I knew I had to go. So I said, we're coming. Well, it's just exploded, Darren. It's absolutely exploded. I've got guys coming from Queensland, Australia for one day. They're coming from Yorkshire, England for one day. They're coming from Namibia. We've got Intercape buses coming from Cape Town and from, from Durban. Now, you know what happened in Bloemfontein. We had 1.4 million people. I think that's the biggest prayer meeting in the history of South Africa. But this one is going to be different, Darren. This one, we are going to take the devil on head on, okay? Because he is sticking his tongue out and saying, what are you going to do about it? And we are going to come against, and I'm not a man that's looking for demons under every chair, and I don't do that, Darren. I'm a farmer. I've got my feet on the ground, okay? And I know the power of God. The Lord gave me one scripture, 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he who is within you than he that's in the world. I'm not afraid of the devil, and I'm, I'm really being honest with you. He's a liar, he's a bully, and he's a thief. And we're going to expose him. There's a spirit of poverty in the Krugersdorp area where whites and blacks are living in hovels, in one-man tents, in the street. The children have got nowhere to go. Alcoholism, drug addiction, prostitution, pornography is rife. We are going right into the devil's den. Just like when Jesus went across the lake to the man in the Gadarenes. He had between three and 6,000 demons in him. And when he saw Jesus, now we're talking speak Jesus, Darren. Speak Jesus. The demon said, why have you come before our time? The first person to recognize Jesus Christ as the Son of God was a demon. It wasn't the disciples. It wasn't the high priests. It wasn't the Pharisees. It was a demon. We are going to Krugersdorp on the 24th of September. It's Heritage Day in South Africa. We are going to do business. I won't be able to lay my hands on anybody. There will be too many people there. There are going to be multitudes of people. It is going ballistic. I just got back last night. I've been up there the whole weekend. Darren, there's an expectancy. 
It's like the, you know, you know, I'm a farmer. You know, you get a big wind, and there's been no rain for years. Now you you know there's a forest fire coming, and all the boys are there with their bucky suckies, and they're waiting to put the fire out. And then all of a sudden you hear Mayday and game on. That fire only gets put out when it hits the sea. Now that's the fire I'm talking about. It's called revival. John Wesley said, as people saturated with God. And that's what's already happened. I was in two services yesterday in Kempton Park, back to back. I saw multitudes of people weeping and repenting. We are on the verge of the greatest revival that you've ever seen. And everyone's welcome. It's for free. We don't sell tickets and we're not taking a collection. And there's no seats. People are just coming. We've got a massive area that can take as many people as come. Yeah, so on that day, what would the specific prayers be going out for? Into what areas and in what way do you see the Speak Jesus theme being directed to the prayer themes that will be going out for that day? What would you say? Okay, so thank you. That is a very good, very good question. Darren, there is a spirit of depression in the nation. People are depressed. People are fearful. People are anxious for the future. People have lost hope in the situation in South Africa. What we are going to come up against and we are going to deal with is a spirit of depression, okay, which is the opposite of a spirit of faith. I would ask that your, 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 your friends would pray that our faith level would be increased, that we would call those things that aren't as if they were. Darren, we want people to pray that folks will be compelled to repent of their ways and to get back to the Bible, get back to Jesus. I find it interesting that you say that because if you, if I'm not sure if you're aware, but on the Jewish calendar at the moment, we are in the time of Teshuvah, which is the time of repentance. So I think the timing of this is, is possibly spot on. Wow, that is so interesting. Thank you for that, Darren. You, you know, yesterday we were talking, both services, I was speaking in Kempton Park, and we were talking on confession. Are people, if they want to be healed, okay, according to James chapter 5, verse 16, okay, they must confess their sins to one another so that they might be healed. There's going to be an opportunity on that day okay, for people to repent. Okay? And it's not going to be any kind of um, a glitzy, emotional, soft music, slip up that hand. No, it's going to be hardcore. It's going to be right there where you're standing. Today you are going to repent. I'm sick and tired of the divorce rate, Darren, that is skyrocketing amongst Christians. I'm not even talking about the world. There's no fear of God, uh, Rabbi. There is no fear of God. And it's, it's, it's that, I'm talking about a holy fear. And that is what we're going to be stressing. We are talking Jesus. We're not talking politics. We are not, we are not being politically correct. None of that stuff. We are telling people Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Finished. Amen. And like you say, repentance, what I love about that is that the point of repentance will, should open the, the access to heaven. Yes. It should open the access. As we know, the prayer of righteous people 
availeth much gets somewhere. So I, I'm going to get our community and everyone I know around the world to be praying. Because as I'm saying to you, Uncle Angus, this is the time of Teshuvah, which is, I believe, when I do the teachings, I do that this is the time of year I believe John started his ministry. Wow. Because in, in English you say repent, but in Hebrew we say Teshuvah. So John would have walked out saying Teshuvah. So his baptism, that was to prepare the people for the coming of Messiah. So I think that pretty much is in line with the theme of what you pray. Yes. And so uh, I think that the Spirit is leading this. I think the Spirit, you know, from when I saw your theme, Speak Jesus, that got my attention, of course. <laughs> and then hearing you say the emphasis on, on repentance, I'm going to be praying with you that the Spirit will really just stir the hearts of believers because we are the light and yeah. we should be carrying that light. So... I'm right there with you in what you're feeling. I think it's spirit-led. So, yeah, know that um, I'll get as much of the Jewish community as I can, Messianic Jewish community as I can, on my side to um, be praying with you in that direction. So quite excited for that. Well, you know, I'm just saying this to you, Darren. Um, Israel is very special to me. I have been going to Israel since 2003, on average, on average twice a year. So I'm a very blessed man, okay? I've spoken at the Feast of Tabernacles on numerous occasions down at Tingeri. I've experienced a rushing mighty wind. Um, I, love, I love Israel. I love God's people. I really do. I'm saying that with all my heart. I'm taking a massive tour group. I'm telling you, I'm expecting a thousand people to go with me next year to Israel in September. And uh, just, to, just to sit there and, and cause, because Israel needs friends. And I'm a friend of Israel. And it, it, it doesn't matter what cost. I'm there. I'm putting my hand up. I, my best friend is a Jew. And his name is Jesus. And he's not a Scotsman. And he's not a South African. He is a Jew. And he, you, can, you, can, you can paint it any color you like. But it still remains that, that way. And that's why I really love Israel. So thank you for showing me today and confirming. I'm going to tell the guys that um, this is the time in the Jewish calendar for repentance. And that is huge, man, because I'm an evangelist. That's what I do. I'm not a teacher like you are. I'm not a teacher. I'm an evangelist like Philip. And I'm believing for signs and wonders and miracles. Now, now you obviously know me, Darren, otherwise you wouldn't be speaking to me. God is the weatherman. I have seen with my eyes, not once, I have seen him honor the, the word of God through repentance. When the people have repented, the rain has come. When the people have repented, the fires have stopped, you know. When the people have repented, God has moved. So thank you very much for that, Darren. Yeah, and Uncle Angus, what I can tell you too, while I'm listening to you speak and understanding what it is you are hoping for on that day, isn't it worth noting, if we think about it, when Jesus, when John was standing at the, the river and, and preaching the repentance he did, what was the knock-on effect? The knock-on effect was the Messiah showed up at that wow. spot. Wow. And the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove. I would say that's, there's your punchline. That is the punchline you're hoping for. And there it is in our Gospels, which is what's so exciting. So I'm thrilled. I mean... I was expecting we'd talk about Jesus, which we have, and that we could we could talk for hours on that. But hearing you specifically mention repentance gets my heart stirred. Again, you can probably say, Uncle Angus, in the back here behind me, you see the shofars laying there. Because this is also the time we blow the shofar every day as well, in the lead up to, to the end of this, this time. So 
I pray that your prayers and the prayers of everyone, the prayers of the people, myself and everyone who's going to join us, will really just go up as a giant shofar to God on that time and that it will unlock blessings and do some spiritual warfare for South Africa because we do need it. We start in the meeting with the blowing of the shofar. It's already happened. There's a young girl going to do it. And we, 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 you know, Darren, I want to honor God. I'm not uh, calling um, things out of nowhere. You understand? I'm a farmer. I'm a real man. Okay. Like the disciples, I'm a working man. Okay. Obviously, I'm not farming now. I can't even cope. But my boys are farming. We are farmers. We are in the middle of the fire. Okay. Land takeovers, farm murders, looting. Arson. So when we preach, we're not talking about something that we read in a book. We're talking about reality. I mean, here's my Bible. Look what I've got on the front of my Bible. Okay, it's my agricultural manual. And I'm not being disrespectful. It's all in this book here. And uh, so I want to say to you as well, Darren, from my side, I'm honored that I can speak to a rabbi, a Messianic rabbi today. It's a big honor for me. I would love to meet you someday and sit and, 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 and allow you to open the scriptures and tell me things like you've just done about repentance. I mean, this is huge, man. And we're right online. We're on the button. And it's miraculous because I didn't know about it, you see. So thank you for that. Right. No, it's wonderful. So, um, Uncle Angus, uh, is there a way that anybody can be listening online if they can't be there locally in the event? Is there going to be any broadcast of this? No. No, unfortunately not. There will be, uh, it will be completely recorded, and obviously I will get a, a, a edited version to you afterwards, but uh, the guys, the team, look, I'm just part of a very big team, eh? Um, I mean, I spoke to the team on Saturday, the team leaders, there was over 200 team leaders. We're looking for a thousand ushers. So, I mean, we, we really expect, yeah, we've got car facilities, APSA Bank has come on board, they've given us a field adjacent to where we're having the meeting, for free. There's a big shopping mall there, a Maystone Cradle or something. They've given two levels of their shopping mall for us. We've got advertising right through Pretoria and Johannesburg, like I've never seen in my life, for free. Over a million rands worth. It's up already. I saw, a, I got a fright there, Darren. I saw the biggest picture that I've ever seen in my life of this ugly man here saying, Speak Jesus. Now listen to me, I'll give you the stats. 20 meters long and 5 meters wide. That's bigger than a double-story house. And, and it's right on the highway coming from Pretoria, the N14. So what I'm trying to say is people have bought into this. Um, pe people have taken this, and this is what I want, you see. They've taken it as their own. It's not about Angus Buchan. It's not about Shalom Ministries. It's not about the Enchia Kerk or the Baptist Union. It's about people who love God and people who are desperate. And as you've just told me, Darren, timing is of the essence. So you've made my day by telling me about repentance because I'm an evangelist. I've been preaching the gospel for 43 years. And I can tell you something now. If your timing is wrong, it's a waste of time. The timing is perfect. It's perfect. So we're expecting a move from God. I want to see that Holy Spirit come down in the form of a dove, as you said, as John called the people to repentance at the Jordan River. That's what I want to see. I might not even speak, Darren. I might just be an adoring spectator. And that's also fine, too, when God starts to move. You're right. You're right. Now, you've encouraged me greatly. When you started saying repentance, 
I didn't almost, Uncle Angus, I didn't want to insult you almost by saying to you, are you aware that it's Teshuvah? Because you might have said to me, of course I know that. That's, you know, so that tells me it's the spirit that's really chosen this time and laid it on your heart and whoever else he's laid it on. So this is really exciting. Yes. And that's the main reason why I'm so happy to talk to you today because I believe God has used you, sir, to remind me that this is a God incident. Okay, so at this point of the podcast, I would like to talk about what my guest spoke about. So the first thing I want to mention to you as the audience is that you won't be aware of this because I didn't add it into the recording. But just before we got started, uh, there was a bit of a technical difficulty that lost us some time. So I was quite heavily focused on the production side of getting it sorted and getting Uncle Angus's audio ready and connected to the podcast. But even as we got started under the pressure we did, pressure which he feels as well, obviously it's a busy time for him at this point in time, so close to what's coming ahead for the prayer day, and I could tell that there was a lot going on, speaking to his PA as well, Rennell. So what was interesting though is even as we got started, Uncle Angus asked, could we please just open in prayer? And you know, that, that says a lot for me about the person I'm dealing with in the sense that someone who's quite busy Time is always a factor in getting things sorted and getting to what needs to get done. But the fact that Uncle Angus still felt the need to take a minute or so just for us to pray is, it says a lot. It says a lot of good things and it really just set me up to be way more confident that that this was going to be a good interview and that this was going to be a good time of sharing between two believers. So that's the one thing I want to tell you as a thought, even though I'm speaking about what I spoke with Angus Bucken about. I want to put that in there because that is something that really left an impression on me. Next, what I would move to is the focus that Uncle Angus spoke about repentance. You know, you can preach the gospel in so many ways and oftentimes this is what happens and there's not often a call to direct action for the people who are hearing the gospel it doesn't make for a very inviting gospel to be telling people that they need to repent and that they need to change. And to take that head on you know, is not necessarily going to win you favor with the general masses when you start pointing out what they need to fix up. And so that was the other thing that you can tell just from the podcast that got my attention in speaking to Uncle Angus. And that's why I could so comfortably respond to him when he spoke about that. So that was encouraging and and absolutely gives me a sense of support with this prayer day that is coming up. Now, even if you can listen to this podcast after the 24th of September, nothing stops you from still praying for South Africa, for still praying for that area, Krugersdorp, and for praying for any other country for that matter along the same basis. So that can still be done. There's nothing to stop you from doing that. So I don't want to make it sound like you can't still be praying in that direction. And, and I want to encourage you to to catch some of that fire that, that you heard in the interview with Uncle Angus re- regarding the need for repentance. Because the other thing that I loved about that was that, um, you know, in I think you heard me say it in the interview, you know, you, you don't want to intentionally insult people by telling them things they might already know. And so if you listen close to the end of the podcast, I think I said it there to Uncle Angus, that like basically just almost, you know, you know, tongue in cheek way to say, man, I, 
didn't know if telling you about Teshuvah would be like kind of me telling you what you already know. But obviously, as we discovered, he didn't know that. And if you just listen to his excitement in discovering that, again, it tells me something good and positive about this man's heart, that he really does believe what he speaks. And I have to wonder, is that the reason why God has given them the opportunities to speak to the amount of people he does? The other thing that, uh, that I can say was impressive and I look forward to following up on with Uncle Angus and with his team, is I'm going to take him up on that offer to to speak to him into the future and give some more insight from a Jewish perspective. You know, for me, from the Jewish perspective, speaking of that, it's often very difficult to be listening to Christians who speak about a Jewish Messiah, a Jewish rabbi. And I loved that when Uncle Angus, Uncle Angus said that uh, my best friend is a Jew. Um, and he obviously mentions Jesus in that moment, which is which was lovely to see, um, and th- th- it gives it gives a Jewish heart like mine a little bit to to s- give a sigh of relief, if I can say that. Um, what I what I appreciate with Uncle Angus as well is that he was ready to admit that maybe there's a lot more for him to learn about the Jewish context, and his absolute excitement to discover the meaning of Teshuvah and this timing. No doubt also influenced by, as a confirmation, like he says at the end of of the podcast, it's a God incident. I agree with him fully. I think the timing is that. And I think in our, both of our preparation time before the interview and praying that we obviously had the spirit say, okay, I'm going to do something with this, which he did. And I'm I'm thrilled about that too. So I can honestly say that um, I generally do have reservations when it comes to things of a Christian nature. It's a safety, you know, backstop. If I don't mind admitting that. But this is the reason why I enjoy being a religious journalist, if you can put it that way. And that's my interest in podcasting and into this kind of thing, researching, chatting to Christians of all kinds, as will be the nature of this podcast podcast going forward with the different people we will be interviewing as we go ahead. In fact, the next person I'll be interviewing is someone who has got quite a wonderful testimony as well. It's not someone that you can know from a big stage or anything of that kind with a big platform in ministry. But this is the point. I want to talk to all kinds of people about Jesus. So to get the widest range is exactly what I'm aiming to do. And that's what we've gotten kicked off with with Uncle Angus in this interview. So I can say that I was thoroughly impressed and that if I had any reservations before the interview, having tracked some of Uncle Angus's work over the years, even going so far back as to have watched the Faith Like Potatoes movie, which was obviously in its own right quite moving. But there's been a lot that's happened since then. And I he mentions... In the interview, the Bloemfontein, it's time event. I was there, in fact. Um, I was there as one of the media representatives and journalists in in that sense. I was there for that event, and that was probably the biggest amount of people I have seen in one place ever in my life. And, you know, I can say that even then you can see parts that are really wanting to do something. And no doubt in watching Uncle Angus off stage, beyond the stage, and on the stage, he is the same person in both spaces. And I do believe, I do believe that Uncle Angus wants to see Jesus' name glorified. I believe he wants to see revival, um, whatever that should mean in terms of revival. That's actually something that I'm studying, to be honest, in terms of Christianity specifically. 
and um, what do Christians believe revival is. And hopefully in, in future interviews with Uncle Angus, I can get into that topic more openly um, when we have just got an open coffee date, so to speak, to, to chat about other things. So in general... I loved the interview. I was I, I'm sure we could have gone on much longer. It's it, it's infectious to use someone that's still that excited about Jesus speak in that way. Um I think it's always encouraging even for me as a lover of Jesus myself. It it it's a good thing and I think this is one of the ways that the spirit obviously encourages and edifies us in, in these discussions in these processes. Because you can't help but ask yourself, man, this person I'm talking to Look so excited about Jesus. Do I look that way to other people? Am I that excited in myself to speak about Jesus? So um, even just for that that alone, that's something that I absolutely did get out of the interview with Uncle Angus on that point. And uh, yeah, as I say, the main theme that I feel honestly that the Spirit pushed and confirmed on was the idea of repentance, the need for repentance. And um, while I might not hold every single charismatic view that Christianity does, and I don't know, possibly even Uncle Angus, what I can agree with him on, and you saw me agree with that in the interview, is that if we repent, if the church, the body of Messiah repents, now I'm not sure how many Messianic Jews would be at this prayer meeting, but I do hope that with Uncle Angus's open-hearted love for Israel as he expressed in our interview, that any Messianic Jews that are in and around South Africa that will hear this outside of those that I'm in contact with and even around the world would be more open in future to to meeting with these these days of prayers with, with fellow believers from the side of Christianity. So even though I do understand for Messianic Jews, we are sometimes very apprehensive for good reason, I think. Sometimes there's always the fear of... of even if it is unintentional insult coming in the way that Christianity might handle the Jewish text and our history and prophecy and our Messiah, Jesus. Again, not saying that it's ever done intentionally, but what was really refreshing is to hear Uncle Angus so openly express his love of Israel. It's not always something that will go down well with everyone. So that shows me character again, that he's a man that stands by what he believes. And I've heard him speak kind of in this direction in the past. He mentioned, obviously, his love of Israel. I have, in tracking his ministry over the years, seen some of his work that when he's gone over to Israel in that sense. I am familiar with what he was referring to when he said that. So again, to see it wholeheartedly come together in the way that it did shows substance. It, it shows uh, consistency. And again, I think if I close off on something that was the most impressive for me, it, it's the fact that he is a man that's still willing to learn. I know that I heard Uncle Angus say at the It's Time event in Bloemfontein that he's just a humble farmer. I can appreciate his honesty with that. And before this interview, I might not have had a chance to see that proven true. But for a man to so comfortably say he's learned something from someone he's just met, and not only just someone he's just met, but a Messianic Jew, a Messianic rabbi, no less, that's a big thing again, because there might not be everyone in the audience that is following the ministry with Uncle Angus that would be <laughs> of equal thought or have the same opinion in that sense. So again, the character and credibility of that ha is something that has stood out for me. And I'm always someone that since I am so willingly or openly willing to criticize what I think is wrong, especially, well, not only in Christianity, but in Messianic Judaism or Judaism in general, 
um, I need to be willing to also share and admit what I believe is right and what is good and what's noteworthy and praiseworthy. And I can honestly say after this interview with Uncle Angus that he has left me impressed. Um, more impressed than I probably would have been before this, not having had such a direct opportunity to speak to him other than, as I've said already, following his ministry work over the years that have happened. So I can say left very impressed, very um, on, very much on board with probably just about everything that I heard Uncle Angus say. I can't say that I need to say I hold a different view on anything. don't think I'm missing anything on that point. So very happy with that. And um, happy to endorse the prayer day. I think that's probably the best way to finish this off is to say that even though a lot of my work goes around showing where I think Christianity has gone wrong, and I don't apologize for that, and helping it to get itself right, ironically to teshuvah, to repent, that is probably what my ministry is amongst Christians, if they will allow me the chance. I want to say this, that when it comes to praying, and praying for deliverance, praying for restitution, praying for things to be saved, pray, praying for marriages to be saved, praying for poverty to be eradicated if that's possible. Um, to pray for that in the name of Jesus is absolutely something that I can get on board with and endorse. And so I am endorsing this prayer day with Uncle Angus. Please note what I am endorsing is the prayer day and the mission of that prayer day. I'm not necessarily endorsing absolutely every opinion Uncle Angus would have or will ever say, and I'm sure in the same way he'd be able to say the same about sitting on the interview with me, him agreeing with me on anything, shouldn't be assumed to mean he agrees with absolutely everything he's going to hear me say or you might hear me say either. So please note that there's a context to what either one of us are agreeing with each other on. Yeah, so at this point, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened to this podcast and invite you to come and join us on our ministry page on online. Our ministry page is On The Way. That's the name of our ministry that hosts this podcast. So please come and check us out online. Our website, our new website we are building, which is very exciting, is messianicontheway.com. So you can find us at messianiconttheway.com where there's more podcasts like this and other podcasts coming up as well in relation to the ministry we call On The Way. So please find us there where you can find this podcast, future episodes for this podcast and as I say other podcasts as well as other ministry related stuff that we've got for you. Please do contact us there. There's a contact page. We'd love to hear from you and who knows maybe you'll be one of the guests into the future. So until then when we talk about Jesus.